Galactic Health Outline. We're going to talk multiple things today, of course, all having to do with the mind, body, and spirit. Um, and sometimes people just like they don't understand politics and getting the big picture. They don't also understand that the mind, body, and spirit encompasses everything in the world and that you have to have a perspective on that. You know, there's corruption in the world. Does that mean there's corruption in our bodies? Absolutely. We corrupt our bodies all the time um, with bad food bad water and, and, and um, bad habits <laughs> that supposedly take 10 years off of our lives, um, you know, not doing exercises or stretches or aligning the spine, all the things that I talk about in my books. So there's corruption in our, in our bodies. Is, is there corruption in our minds? Absolutely. Look at the things that we watch on television or in the movies. Look at what we listen to on iPods, on iTunes. Um, uh, look at how we listen to words from those we think we're supposed to listen to and how corrupted all those words are and how they get corrupted as they get passed on the old telephone game stuff um, and our spirits are they corrupted? I think so I think way back uh, before oh, I guess it was mm, sometime in the summer of 2008 big news articles about how America has moved away from God um, and of course all the years before that as the progressive left decided that God doesn't exist or shouldn't exist because we need a better authority like Washington to, to bow down to um, and, and, and pray to for help, they decided that God should not be anywhere. It should be taken off the buildings. We should not have in God we trust on our money. We should not pledge allegiance to the flag and have God in there, that's for sure. Now they don't even want to pledge allegiance to the flag anymore without warning the parents that that could happen. Miranda writes, you know, um, if you don't know about that, you need to you need to find out about that. Um, anyway, our spirits are definitely corrupted, and it's why we see so much uh, dissent, but also controversy going on in our country and around the world. Um, we, I, for one, still believe in God, and. Oftentimes I get so discouraged and so exasperated that I and, and others who write me and call me are the same. And I just finally say, you know what, give it up to God because God can handle it better than we can. <clears throat> so then the question is, well, why isn't God handling all this? Well, he is. But we have free will and our corrupted minds and spirits and bodies. Um, and, and then <clears throat> those we put in charge of further corrupting all those things are making it very hard for humanity to figure out what to do next and how to do it. So we can give it up to God and we can pray, but we also have to take action because God and all of our angels follow our actions and help us to do the things that we need to do um, to become better people. What's going on in our world today is not making very many people better at all, is it? Uh, okay, let's get over some fears first. Let's talk about the swine flu shot that everybody is afraid they're going to get forced to take. And in some, you know, of course, we're being told it's not going to be mandatory until they want it to be, until they say it's a, a true pandemic and they want people to take the shot because somebody's not making enough money somewhere and there's not enough control somewhere. Remember, everything in our world, whether it's coming from the United States or where you're listening from, you know, Australia or China or Iraq or um, Ireland or the U.K., uh, anywhere, South America, all of you down there who listen to me in Central America, you know that everything, everything revolves around money and control. It has since the beginning of time, whether it was the Roman Empire or before that. Um, it, it, all money and control. So we're constantly dealing with this money grab and power control stuff. 
So when it's time for this power or money grab or control thing to take place because somebody's not making enough money or the control is being lost or whatever, then then we will probably have mandatory vaccinations. <clears throat> what I want you to first understand is what is in just a regular flu vaccination. Now, this was... Um, Barack Obama, like I told you before, invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into certain drug companies when he was a senator and um, and then pushed a bill to make sure that the avian flu was uh, the avian flu bill actually to, to try to force vaccinations on people then the hoax kind of came apart and that didn't happen so now we have the swine flu or h1 n1 um, <clears throat> what is in a regular flu shot egg proteins which include bird contaminant viruses. So the bird flu, the avian flu, viruses are actually in the flu shot. Um, there's a gelatin that causes allergic reactions, um, which anybody who's, sens who's sensitive to eggs or gelatin, and many people are, by the way. Um, a lot of people eat the whites of eggs and not the, not the um, yolks and, and vice versa because they know they have a sensitivity to those. So that, that's in there. Polysorbate 80. I have written about that in my books, especially book two. Severe allergic reactions, including, including um, anaphylaxis, which which is like a bee sting. You've heard, you know, you go into anaphylactic shock. Um, you can die within a few minutes. Formaldehyde. Now, for any of you who are science people, you know what formaldehyde is used for in the science labs, um, preserving, you know, dead frogs, etc. I'm extremely allergic to formaldehyde. It's a known carcinogen. I was going to go to chiropractic school at one point and had to take um, another biology lab walked into the lab and smelled the formaldehyde and practically passed out, and that was the end of that course and, and that path. Triton X100 is a strong detergent. Why we're injecting ourselves with detergents, I'd like to know. Sucrose, which is a table sugar, and you know that many people can't break down any kind of sugars that are like that. A resin that's known to cause allergic reactions, gentamicin, which is an antibiotic, and thimerosal, which is mercury. And it's still in those multi-dose vials. So anybody who's told you that they oh they took all the mercury out because they know it might lead to autism, they're lying. Okay. Um, what we have to understand is is there's a lot of misinformation coming out from the other side, not our side, <laughs> and it's wrong. And it's 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 to scare people into submission again, back to control, so that somebody out there can make money. Um, let me tell you what the, 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 the uh, CDC okay, has analyzed since September 5th of this year. Um, doctor visits for flu are down from the level in April. Total flu hospitalizations are similar or lower than for any seasonable, seasonable, seasonal flu. Okay, so we're not at any kind of pandemic level. The number of deaths secondary to flu and, and pneumonia is unchanged. Only two states are reporting widespread infections, Georgia and Alaska. Others are regional. That means it's sporadic. It's not very contagious. There's no evidence that the virus has mutated, and the virus remains susceptible to the drugs Tamiflu and Relenza. 43,000-plus cases have been reported in the United States. Okay, but the CDC estimates that true numbers indicate that one million have been affected, but they don't get sick enough to go to a doctor. And also, many of us who got, might get really sick still don't go to a doctor. So, because we know we can take care of these things. Okay, of 
um, 5,000 have been hospitalized for it because right away if you run to an emergency room and you have this flu, then they're going to hospitalize you, and, that, and then 302 have died. Well, since the death rates in hospitals um, are extremely high due to secondary infections and, and, and abuse, 302 have died out of 5,000. That's about the right rate. If 5,000 people are, are hospitalized for any condition, 300 of them about are going to die because of hospital conditions. Okay, now, the death rates from H1N1, 302 deaths, that means the death rate is, is 0.6%. That's the lowest death rate for any kind of flu. Um, the percentage of hospitalized patients was 6%. That's still very low, but you have to add in what's going on with the hospitals. Okay, now, the highest death rate is between ages 25 to 49, they say, and... If you're greater, if you're older than 65 years old, they say that there's a greater risk too, because most over 65 year olds have emphysema, um, um, mesothelioma from working in the plants that had all of the asbestos, etc. So, so yeah, there's going to be complications. It's the same complications that are there for any kind of flu or any kind of upper respiratory infection. Um, that happens every year because of people going indoors and <clears throat> inhaling air that isn't clean and eating stuff that isn't good and drinking water that's full of junk and all the stuff that I talk about throughout my books, which I, I, I don't want to reiterate over and over again here. Okay, so some die from the flu because because they have diabetes or they have immune dysfunctions, dietary deficiencies that aren't supporting their immune systems. They have chronic pulmonary disease or heart disease. Um, they smoke, so there's, there's, that suppresses immunity. They're much more likely to suffer complications than, than uh, um, non-smokers. Um, people who eat a lot of excess omega-6 fats like corn or safflower, sunflower, soybean, peanut, canola oils, they also have weakened immunities. Um, omega-3s, you know, are powerfully uh, suppressive. A study by CDC found 30 32% of children dying from H1N1 had asthma. Well, they shouldn't have asthma anyway, okay, because asthma is a baloney thing to push kids onto drugs. I mean, I've talked about that in my books. So I'm not going to do that again. You need to get the books and read this, okay? Um what you need to do, okay, is first of all, the FDA just in the United States just um, passed this, um, and they haven't even tested it long enough to know that they should pass it, but that's the FDA. That's in Chapter 11 or 12 of Book 2. Um, it's, vaccine contamination is, is widespread, okay? They contain pestiviruses and mycoplasmas and viral fragments, DNA fragments, bacterial components, all of which can produce chronic systemic disorders, cancer, neurologic diseases, and even slow brain degeneration. Um, if you have the flu, you need to do things to fight the flu. But, but, and those are those are the preventive things that we also talk about in our books. If you if you're doing everything right, you might catch the flu and it's going to go away in a couple of days because your body has a strong immune system. But if you have um, been forced to take the flu vaccine, which is going to give you a toxic reaction, then you need to do some things, and we're and we're going to list them out for you here. I'm going to put them on the site by Monday. I hope uh, I'm going to have a whole page on this. It's, it's it'll be attached to the vaccine page, so that you'll be able to to copy it or reread it or send it to people or whatever. But 
pay attention now because some of you are in places where you are being forced right now to take this this vaccine. If you're in Australia, of course, they're forcing everybody. And again, this you know, lots of reasons for why they want people to do these things. So as soon as you get this shot, <clears throat> if you can, <clears throat> excuse me, place a cold compress on it right away um, and continue it for at least two days, okay? Um, if you get... Symptoms like fever or fatigue or flu-like symptoms because you just got injected with this stuff. Continue the cold compresses until they go away. Uh, cold showers and baths will also help because you're trying to take the inflammation out because bodies that are inflamed will hold disease, and you don't want that. You take fish oils, um, Norwegian fish oil, because uh, <clears throat> you want the correct EPA and DHA to reduce the, the cytokine storm, which is this very toxic <coughs> storm that's going to happen because of the shot. You take a tablespoon a day, okay? If, it, if there's severe symptoms, you take two and then switch back to one. Children get a teaspoon. Uh, curcumin, quercetin, ferulic acid, and elagic acid as a mixture. They're mixed with extra virgin olive oil. Take that three times a day. That's 500 milligrams of each. I will tell you again. It's going to be on the website because I know you couldn't get that. It's curcumin, quercetin, ferulic acid, and elagic acid as a mixture three times a day. Vitamin E, which you should have anyway, but at least 400 I use. Um, make sure it's natural form, not L. No, no, anytime you look at a bottle that has an L in front of it, it means it's synthetic. You need vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams four times a day. It's 4,000 milligrams. Astaxanthin, which is A-S-T-A-X, anthin, 4 milligrams a day. You can find these at health food stores. Zinc, 20 milligrams a day for one week, and then 5. Then you want to avoid things like whey protein um, because you don't want any more inflammation. You don't want anything that's going to aggravate your autoimmune system. And uh, make sure you take your daily vitamins. Uh, get one without iron if you're especially iron susceptible. Magnesium citrate and malleate, 500 milligrams, two capsules a day. Vitamin D3, if you're out in the sun, you probably don't need as much. Um, but then if you have flu symptoms, you're probably not out in the sun. So, you know, children, 5,000 I use a day for a couple weeks and then a couple thousand after that. And you should be, if you're not the kind of person that's out in the sun because you're in office all day, you should be taking a little bit of, of um, uh vitamin D3 anyway and make sure that you have your calcium. Avoid all mercury containing seafood because you don't want to make yourself more toxic by eating bottom feeders and and tuna that has a lot of mercury in it. Oh, and don't get those omega-6 oils. Anything that's in corn or safflower, canola, peanut oils. Um, you might want to make a parsley and celery drink, okay, and take some uh, jatoba tea extract one day before the vaccine and then twice for a couple days after that. It's not very expensive. That's what you want to do if you got toxic shots, which means that you were forced into taking this vaccine. Rather than go to jail or get shot, which I said several podcasts ago I would do, um, <clears throat> you know, do what you need to to stop the corruption in your body that is being forced on you. It's forced corruption. It's... it's um, what we're dealing with on massive scale throughout the government, throughout the world. It's not just the United States that's going through this. You know, we have this New World Order thing that's going on where, where oh, I don't even want to go into that. It's way too complicated for a podcast. But um, it, it, just by mentioning these things, I hope you all realize that you have to get educated. Because if you don't educate yourself, and I've heard people, you know, they write me actual snail mail letters saying, I don't have a computer. Um, I don't have cable television. What I watch is ABC, NBC, and CBS. 
Okay, well, what we call um, CBS is the Communist Broadcasting Station, and <coughs> NBC is <coughs> um, the new Communist Broadcasting Station, or the new Broadcasting Communists, or whatever. Communism in itself wouldn't probably be so bad, except that it's used as a control thing in societies and always has been. So um, I'm not saying for you that believe in communism that you're terrible people, but but um, you know, look at China, look at Mao Zedong, and if you believe in socialism, look at what happened in Russia, and look at what's happening in other countries. And uh, and if you are really anti-capitalist, um, then don't buy anything. Go out and sit and wait for people to hand you things because capitalism is the exchange of goods and services between people. It's It started with the Stone Age, okay? One guy had a fire and the other guy didn't. But one guy knew how to, how to um, hunt dinosaurs and the other guy wasn't so good at that. And one guy had a tool to hunt the dinosaurs and the other ones were too busy making fires and hunting. They didn't have time to make tools. So so they started swapping, bartering. You know, I'll, I'll give you a part of my dinosaur if you let me use the knife to cut it off. And I can use the knife for other things. And then the other guy said, well, I'll... I'll give you use of my fire to cook it if, um, since I invented it, he said, and um, if you'll cut off some pieces for me so that I can also eat. And, and then they had to decide, you know, which one was more um, cost-effective and which one was more worthy. So was it the guy that had the fire, or the guy that had the knife, or the guy that had the meat? And and they put a, a price on that, you know. Well, I'm giving you a fire that you, you couldn't eat any of that meat, so my fire's worth more than your one piece of meat, so you should give me two. And the guy with the knife would say, well, if you couldn't cut up the meat, you'd have to eat the whole thing, and you couldn't share it, so you'd lose the fire without my knife. So, um, you know, you have to let me have some of your fire so that I can cook my own later. And, I mean, things went on. This is the barter system. That's what capitalism was built on. If you think you can make it all by yourself or that the government's going to give it to you, um, think again. You think the government's going to provide everything you need, when you need it, how you want it, by whom you want it from. Uh, <laughs> well, not here. <laughs> not in this country. At least I hope not. That's not what we were founded on. And if you don't like what we were founded on, I will state, like I have stated many times before in many other podcasts, move. Go to a communist country. Don't come to a country that was founded uh, on the right, the inalienable right to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness under God. And, and come here and, and say, well, we're going to change that because we want it our way. Even if you were born here and you, you, um, you had mentors like uh, William Ayers or whoever who were your mentors as children, and you grew up in this leftist, super radical side of the nation, um, you could see that you were on the wrong side of the map. So what happened? You know, why did you decide to stay there? You know, Hillary Clinton, she's now had a lawsuit filed against her um, for her eligibility to be Secretary of State because of many wrongdoings in her past. She was a Republican at one point. But then she went to college. And as she was sitting in college classes, she, she became enamored of, of um, Saul Alinsky, who had who put out the books about the... the uh, the rules for radicals, you know, how, what ACORN does is what Saul Alinsky taught people. 
and she wrote her thesis on that. And when she ran for office, she actually had the thesis sealed. Do you know anybody else who's done that with all of their papers from college and birth and school? So she had them all sealed. Um, but she also had some, some uh, like when she was first lady with, and Bill Clinton was president, you know all the things that went on during his presidency. He should have been removed from office when he was impeached. But the the Republican side of Congress got duped by the Democratic side, and so he was able to continue um, continue on as president and also now continuing on in, in this uh, multifaceted global scheme of profit and, and power that nobody seems to want to look into. Um, someday they will. But one of the reasons that nobody looks into these things is because of the corruption in our Congress and in the halls of the executive branch now. Um, they've spent many years, you know, I, I was a child of the 60s. I was born in 1950, so, I, you know, I was 18 in 1968 when I went in the Marines. But when I came out, it was 1971, 72, and there was still a lot going on in this country. And I taught women's studies, I've told you this before. I, I, I went and learned all these things. Um, my degrees are in media studies and um, communications, but then I also had a minor in American studies, which included women's studies, because I wanted to learn both sides of this thing. And so I read all of the Marx Engels readers and, and saw how people developed um, uh, syllabi for different courses in women's studies or American studies and how you were supposed to study, you know, socialism and communism and the sex class race divisions and all those things. Um, the thing is that I grew up, see, and, and when I left college, I, I saw how the world was running, what was running in our country, where it came from. I studied the history of our country. I've always been a student of history. I studied that history on a local level, on a national level, and said, there's something wrong with these things that people are teaching because, yeah, it does show you the other side, but it doesn't show you a side that is conducive to being um, solid humanity, people who live in our country. And and even back then, I think I was 23, 4 years old, and I said, you know, if you don't like it here, leave. Don't try to destroy what I grew up in and what my kids are going to grow up in and my grandchildren are going to grow up in. Don't try to destroy the country that my grandfather and my father and mother have built um, based on those things from the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. If you don't like it, leave. Now, what the leftists are saying today, the left radicals are saying, well, you don't like what we're doing, leave. No, 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 no. You need to go form your own country somewhere else. I mean, you can go to Cuba, you like them. Um, you know, what's her name? Diane Watson, I think, is the one from California who, who had a tea party or town hall. Tea party, she didn't have a tea party. She had a town hall meeting and told people how much she admired Fidel Castro and he's the smartest man she, he, she ever met and, and we should do health care in our country like he does. She's the vice chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. And I have this list as of February of this year. She's the vice chair. In California, you have a lot of problems because you have a lot of representatives <laughs> that are in this caucus and that's one of the reasons that, that California is now bankrupt is because of this whole connection between the House of Representatives, the the um, the Senate members. It's mostly the House, just so you know. This is this is a um, uh, Nancy Pelosi thing, um, but it's mostly the House. But because of all these connections between the House and um, and then the Senate and now the executive branch and these groups that are handling our government from outside the government, which people don't even know about. California 
is bankrupt. You know, you got a guy named Phil Angelis who who runs um, the Apollo Alliance, which Van Jones was a director on. Um, Van Jones is also the director of the Tides Foundation, which is going to continue giving money to Acorn. Uh, in spite of all the things that people are now learning about Acorn, which still isn't enough. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there. You can't find it on ABC, NBC, or CBS. They're doing they're doing the fringe story. Oh, Acorn did this in three videotapes, and that's why they should be defunded? I'm not sure. No, that's not what they've done. They've been around for 40 years. They have channeled all of their energy into in, um, voter fraud and housing fraud. Ask Barney Frank. He wants to be the new head of HUD because he knows what the fraud is and how much money he could make off of it. But uh, anyway, you've got people all over. I mean, Lynn Wolseley is from California. Um, Xavier Becerra. Uh, let's see, Barbara Lee. Of course, we all know who she is. And she's, you know, Michael Honda. Um, George Miller from California. Uh, who else? Let's see. I mean, I'm going to post this list so you can look up your own. Oh, Maxine Waters, of course. Maxine Waters. And she just hates everybody. Bob Filner from California. Um, Sam Farr. Uh, if I left anybody out, you know, let me know. But then we have all the other states, too. Oh, you know, nobody's left out here. We've got Neil Abercrombie from Hawaii. And uh, Corrine Brown from Florida. And Yvette Clark from New York. We have a few from Missouri. And... New Jersey and Alabama. We, I think we only have one from Alabama. We're pretty, pretty um, right wing state in some ways. Um, <clears throat> Texas, you know, you got Eddie Bernice Johnson out there. Uh, Michigan, you got Carolyn uh, Kilpatrick. Um, Georgia, you got John Lewis. New Mexico, Ben Lucian. Anyway, I will post all these things so that you can you can really see what's going on. But <clears throat> you know, a lot of this is is maybe going to come out because of of the stuff around ACORN. Um, there was a crisis management meeting just recently by the Center for American Progress Action Fund to discuss how to foil attacks on ACORN um, or reframe the attack on ACORN. Okay, reporters were, were barred from that meeting. Uh, you got to understand, okay, left-wing activist groups plan to spend $82 million dollars on a PR campaign to support government-run health care. They've been doing that. It's the crowning achievement of a new era of progressive politics, says the Campaign Director for Health Care for America Now, which is HCAN. HCAN is an ACORN-led coalition of hundreds of left-wing groups across the country, including the SEIU, the AFL-CIO, and MoveOn.org. Now, you want to look these people up, you want to look these places up, and you have a computer, I suggest that you go to this website, okay? It's discoverthenetworks.org. Discoverthenetworks, all one word, dot org. Um, you'll see how the Apollo Alliance is hijacking our country. Real interesting that a ACORN is going to be investigated now by the head of the Apollo Alliance. <laughs> Okay, they believe that expanded government intervention and control is the solution to all social and economic problems. Um, Van Jones served on the board of directors for the Apollo Alliance. You have people from the SEIU that are in there. Um, John Podesta from the Center for American Progress. You have the Marxist political coalition known as the New Party that are in the Apollo Alliance, Institute for America's Future. 
the Bill Clinton administration had lots of people in there, and um, it's a coalition of labor, business, environmental community leaders working to catalyze what they call a clean energy revolution that will put millions of Americans to work, inspired by the Apollo program. Okay? Uh, Van Jones describes the mission as a sort of grand unified field theory for progressive left caucuses. Jeff Jones, he's a director of the New York State chapter of the Apollo Alliance. He's no relation to Van Jones. Um, he, he, he has a website for the New York chapter, and he's, the Apollo Alliance describes him as someone devoted to cleaning up toxic pollution in inner city and rural neighborhoods and reversing global warming. What it doesn't mention is that Jeff Jones was one of the four key leaders of the Weather Underground Terrorist Organization, along with Bill Ayers and Brandine Dorn and Mark Rudd. Okay, a long list of endorsers. ACORN, Change to Win, which is an ACORN entity. The SEIU, the Van Jones-founded Ella Baker Center, which claims that the American criminal justice system is infested with racism. Green for All, another organization founded by Van Jones. The Working Families Party, the League of Conservation Voters, um, Rainforest Action Network, the Sierra Club, Earth Justice, the National Wildlife Federation, the Progressive States Network, big labor unions like the AFL-CIO, the AFSCME, <coughs> the Teamsters, um, Machinists and Aerosport, Aerospace Workers, Electrical Workers, Sheet Metal Workers, Transportation Workers, United Auto Workers, Food and Commercial Workers, they all give their money to, uh, especially through the SEIU, they give their money to these groups. And they don't even, maybe they don't realize, if they do realize that they're still giving money to these groups, then shame on you. Why are you doing that? It's amazing to me that the teachers unions will be giving money to ACORN and its subsidiaries or unified groups like SEIU. That's who they give it through. And they give millions. The teachers union gives millions to the SEIU, which launders and filters these monies through all these groups. There's, you know... 700 of them <laughs> that is so that nobody can trace it and do the paper trail um, but they keep giving the money to these groups who who would do what acorn um, showed that they do on videotapes so teachers i'm asking you now you had a big problem with people disagreeing with president obama speaking to your children in your classrooms why don't you have a problem with acorn telling people that it's okay to illegally bring in 13 or 15 girls under the age of 13 or 13 and under to form a prostitution ring in the United States. Number one, to bring them in illegally. Number two, to form a prostitution ring is child abuse. Okay, but you don't have a problem with that? You're going to give your money to ACORN or tell Congress to give more money? I mean, ACORN already has said they're not worried about um, how much money Congress isn't going to give them because they'll get their money from elsewhere. Yeah. The Apollo Alliance and the Tides Foundation. Look them up. Tides Foundation is Van Jones all the way. All right. And they'll make sure that they get the money through Congress, our tax dollars again, to give back to ACORN, which which has two names, you know. They're also the, um, uh, the organization for um, something. It's OCI for International coalition or something like that. It's either OCI or o I think it's OCI. Um, so they'll have a different name. But it doesn't matter if they have a different name because they have so many organizations that we still give money to. So we have to go after those people in Congress and get them out of there. We have, I mean, this is the House of Representatives, okay, <laughs> that I told you about. It's, it's, um, it's loaded, people. It's totally loaded. If you're not 
thinking about that if you're not um, keeping a list at least for 2010 um, to get rid of these people and starting that stuff right now where you are actually talking to people maybe having dinner meetings or whatever um, you know we have only 535 people in all of Congress but there's at least a hundred on here that are in the progressive caucus and that isn't even um, that's not that's not the whole extent of it, okay? That's just the progressive caucus that I'm giving you. You have socialist true believers in Congress. Charlie Rangel, Barney Frank, John Conyers, Henry Waxman. These are the people writing the health reform bills, the tax laws, the banking laws. They're all um, involved in, in money laundering schemes and nobody in Congress is going after them. Okay, you have Carol Browner up there as one of the the czars. She's she's the EPA's thing, the global warming czar. Um, she's part of Socialist International. Okay, uh, they by the way have deleted her name and biography from their website after she was picked as the EPA administrator, because environmental policies and health policies are what socialize America. It's it's part of the economy thing because if the economy is under that control then everything's under that control because why think about it we live in an economy driven society that's what capitalism is all about so if you can destroy capitalism and put the control in, in government's hands um, now you have destroyed capitalism and you have a socialist communist or radical leftist or totalitarian state um, which eventually will lead to the new world order but again I'm not going to go into that so um, that's corruption it's not just corruption of our bodies our minds or our spirits it's, it's all three okay um, it's right out there. You need to look up the Tides Foundation, the AmeriCorps, uh, the Apollo Alliance, and then get to Valerie Jarrett, which I, I think uh, Glenn is finally going to get to maybe this week. I know he's going after the Apollo Alliance because they're going to be in charge of investigating ACORN. That's like, you know, if me and somebody else go out and rob the bank and, and we get caught... I'll choose the person who helped me rob the bank, decide to investigate whether or not I robbed the bank. I mean, give me a break. Um, whew. But Valerie Jarrett, uh, you're going to really want to look up. Valerie Jarrett is a dangerous person. And she, there's no fingerprints here. You can't go after her because she's just the president's special advisor. Um, been around a long time. Uh, Vernon, Vernon Jordan was her father-in-law. Uh, did a lot of... Um, uh, black rights stuff as a writer and and uh, activist back in his time but there's also um, Frank Marshall Davis uh, totally related to him and Frank Marshall Davis of course was the mentor that Barack Obama didn't even use the full name for because he was afraid to in his books that you all bought and made him a millionaire with uh, and those two uh, guided Valerie, who has guided both of the Obamas through their careers into corruption, um, Chicago style, which has now gone into the national corruption landscape in Washington, D.C. So learn about her, find out about her. She is, um, she's very dangerous and, and non-touchable. Okay? So, how do we take care of anything then? Well, just the way, the same way you get rid of a disease. If you, if you really can't touch Valerie Jarrett because she is the growth that's there, you know that if you try to touch her, it's only going to spread. 
um, you have to get rid of the underlying causes. And a lot of the underlying causes come from these groups that have aligned themselves with our Congress and vice versa. So you want to go after the cause. Forget the cure. The cure might be to chop the damn thing off. But on the other hand, it might not be. It's like people who want to impeach Obama. What I say to them is be careful because if you impeach him, who becomes president? Biden. And, and um, if something happens to him or you impeach both because of the reasons that you impeach Obama, then Nancy Pelosi becomes the president. And you want to talk about another dangerous person. This one's been around for a long time, totally embedded in, in the San Francisco district, 8th district, I think, that she's in in San Francisco. You all need to go after that disease right there and that means going door to door just like acorn would and saying to people can we talk about pelosi can we talk about what she's really voted for and done to hurt this country or help it can we have a civil dis discussion as obama tried to say on all of the tv networks today can we sit down and have a civil discussion or have a meeting with a civil discussion and go over everything that nancy pelosi has voted for and against and what she has done to destroy Congress and to destroy or help to destroy this country. Um, this woman is total radical, radical, radical left wing, total baloney, pathological liar. She needs to be out of office, but she's firmly embedded. You know why? Because the rich people that live around her multi-million dollar mansion which she would never give up if we were in this total socialist society, by the way. The rich people who live around her, do you think they're on the internet um, searching discoverthenetworks.org or on Facebook or um, do you think they watch Fox News? <laughs> do you think they watch the news at all? Or do they have little aides around them that say, oh, no, here's the news today. You know, this is what we're doing. Great. Blah, blah, blah. What they're doing is spending $30,000 a pop to go spend a weekend with Nancy Pelosi to talk about issues. Okay. This is the power elite. The power elite of San Francisco. Sitting around Nancy Pelosi's multi-million dollar mansion and taking airplanes from there to her $25 million vineyard who are discussing the issues in our country and deciding the way congress should go you really need to get out there i'm what i have found over the last three years i get people you know jamming at me all the time and i'm not gonna listen to you anymore and all that kind of stuff i hear it i get the emails um sometimes i take them to heart sometimes i i know where they're coming from but um what i have found is that most people have no clue what's really going on they really do um all my mother's friends, for instance. Now, my mother's pretty hip. She she listens to cable. She reads all the stuff on the Internet. She, you know, she's been around a long time. She worked in the factories during the war. She has emphysema because she worked in a munitions factory in Georgia. Um, uh, started working at a young age, but she's 85. And she's still hopping around. She takes care of me sometimes. Uh, but anyway, the point is, you get pr kind of proud of her sometimes because she knows more about what's going on than the average JQ public out there from any age. From any age. Um, but her friends, when I say, well, send that to so-and-so or send that, no, she doesn't have a computer, she doesn't have a DVD player, she doesn't have cable, so the only information she gets is handwritten letters from my mother, and, um, and where does she go from there? You know, so we have a lot of people who are in rural America, a lot of people who are seniors or younger. <laughs> younger Americans don't often have cable or dish network or whatever, um, and if they did, they watched the fights for $45 a pop, you know, with, with pay on demand or, or um, whatever it's called, you know, pay-per-view. Um, instead of watching what's important or is going to be important to their futures. So, and Obama knows that. His, his whole base is made up of 20 to 
the 34-year-olds who don't care about anything but, but the fights in football uh, or baseball or basketball. Um, anyway, uh, they don't have this information out there. So what I have found is that when I sit down with them, and I don't have like, you know, thousands of pages or whatever, I'll just give them little bullets. And I'll say, if you want more information on this, let me get it for you. Because you need to know what this person has done. So you all in California, you got Boxer and you got Pelosi. Pelosi's number one, Boxer's number two. Then you got those other ones, Maxine and, and, and Diane and all these other ones. And they're in different districts. People say, well, I can't call so-and-so because you're not in my district. And you know what? We got people who will give you zip codes, and that's all you need. You tell the person when you call, I'm from this zip code. I don't want you harvesting any more of my information. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I disagree with. That's how you call them up. That's how you get that across. I write Pelosi about once a week. I'm probably going to get arrested pretty soon for harassment or whatever. Um, and I and I put things out there. I say, I know about this. We know about this. We know what you did here. We know what you're trying to do there. We know about your connections to the Apollo Alliance. We know about your connections to acorn we know where the money is flowing um that's why she doesn't like all these negative things coming across the internet you can write to her directly but those who are in california this is just you know i mean any any other state you can do the same thing um get to those places where these people are embedded like 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 barney frank up in massachusetts you know this is a state that, that is in big trouble also uh but get to these places and and hook up with people through the social networks and say guess what i want to come to town and, and sit down with you and talk and then we can go out and talk to people on the street and knock on doors together and change what's going on with our congress and, and then and then the executive offices. We have other people doing other battles, okay? Um, Glenn's probably going to go after, uh, Glenn Beck is probably going to go after um, uh, Carol Browner and, uh, and Frank Lloyd um, and see what can happen there and the Apollo Alliance. But as far as the constituency of Congress goes, that's up to us. We have to change that. And we have to be willing and able to put that energy in the same way you have to do if you if you're sick if you have a disease you can't say give me something so i can go do everything i want to do and and make it all right you have to take the time and make the time and the energy to take care of yourself to do what you need to do to stop the swine flu from infecting and or invading your body to stop the toxins from the swine flu vaccine from invading your body it's not something that somebody else is going to take care of you have to be in charge enough to take care of that and follow through. Same thing with the politics, same thing with Congress, same thing with anything else we do in this world. Who's in charge of your spirit but you? Who's in charge of your mind? Just you. Okay? And we've seen it all and we see, and we see it unfolding and, um, you know, I'm usually some weeks ahead of most people because I, I stay up on so many things and then I get frustrated because I try to tell, you know, I say, well, you know about Pelosi and the Alliance and blah, blah, blah. And they go, who's the Alliance and who's Acorn? Look at look at these people on ABC. Uh, Acorn? Never heard of it. Should have heard of it way before this guy was elected. He trained him. He used to go out there every year and retrain him. Okay? It wasn't just a passing thing where he was the lawyer. He trained them to be who they are. He was part of them. He is them. And if he is them, he is also the SEIU, who we also trained, who is also pushing for all these things. They have an agenda. And the Tide Center. Van Jones is him. Valerie Jarrett is him. He is Valerie Jarrett. He is all those things. But, but our mainstream media missed it. 
they were so enthralled they had spine-tingling things going up and down their legs for whatever reason. Um, and it's not that corruption started with this guy. I mean, it started a long time ago, and we know that. There's always corruption in politics, but the way it has pervaded the capital of the United States is, is like a cancer. It started out as a little skin cancer here and there, and, and then we had some, you know, tumors here and there, and all of a sudden it's, it's, uh, it's liver and gallbladder and colon and brain. It's cancers all over the place. And they, and I don't know why they're hoping for what they're hoping, but I think that they've been brainwashed and they don't even realize it. I was once. Um, they just didn't grow up. They, they really think that they're in office making all this money with all these perks and that they're going to be the ones who are in charge when it's all over. Mm-mm. They're going to get thrown under the bus, but they don't get it. They don't understand how Democrats are really more racist than Republicans. I'm not either one. But the, the blacks in our country left the Republican Party because of one man who screwed up the land um, and screwed up a lot of promises. So the blacks decided to go to the Democrats. The Democrats are much more racist. They're actually plantation farmers. They use blacks like crazy and throw them under the bus. And watch what happens with ACORN. You'll see it. You'll see it happen again and again. That doesn't mean Republicans are good. The far-right Republican Party is just as screwed up. George Bush was screwed up in many, many ways. Ronald Reagan certainly wasn't perfect. And, and uh, you have Obama you know, saying, well, it's like FDR and Reagan. And it's like, yeah, well, guess what? FDR was pretty screwed up. <laughs> he started a lot of socialist programs. And, and probably, um, actually, I've done a lot of research on FDR in relationship to another thing that I wrote. Um, and probably actually set up the war because you need wars and crises so that you can take advantage of the crises. Listen to Rahm Emanuel and you'll understand that. So who was the only good last president we had? I don't know. You know, Eisenhower in uh, 53 tried to warn everybody that the military-industrial complex and what was going on was, was going to destroy us. And John F. Kennedy... Um, that, that was when Eisenhower was leaving office. And John F. Kennedy tried to warn us that these secret societies and these behind-closed-doors deals were not a good thing to have. And then, of course, three days later after he made that, he was assassinated. So maybe Kennedy was the last one, and maybe Eisenhower was a good one. I think the, the uh, George Washington was definitely the good one. And, and what they found out in schools, they just did a whole study that probably more than 80% of school children from the ages... Of five to the thirteen, don't know that George Washington was the first president of the United States. I guess they think it's some kind of Muslim guy who was in charge, or something like that. They don't know about George Washington. They know about Lincoln because the way that's pushed around is he freed the slaves, and that's why we had the war. Um, he, Lincoln didn't care about the slaves. He didn't care about the slaves. He he was in it for the land. <laughs> And what was going on economically to begin with. I'm not saying he wasn't a great man in many ways. But that's not why the war happened. It didn't start with slaves. Um, but that's what they're taught in schools. And so, who are the greatest presidents taught in schools? FDR. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter is one of the greatest presidents of all time. Wow. Go in and look at what your kids are being taught in history, sociology, psychology, uh, as they get older, you know, in economics and math, how they use these examples in math that it's better to redistribute the wealth. Have you been there? Do you know why Sarah Palin said she got her start at the PTA? 
she saw what was going on with her own children and said this has got to stop the corruption is too intense went to her own party in Alaska and cleared out her own party first and then cleared out the Democratic Party for those of you who hate Palin too bad at least the woman had the gumption and the courage to do what she should do to maintain what this country is all about is she too far right often but you know we can bring her back to center can you bring this group back to center the only way we're going to do it is by people doing the work and getting after the disease. Go to the root cause. Go to the problem. Okay, I'm off my pulpit. Um, uh, I will be back in about five days. I'm going to try to get stuff up on the website. It's earthwalk-usa.com. I have a thunderstorm coming, and you know I do all these things outside. So I, I can't talk longer anyway. Um, and look for it under vaccines. Look for it under Obama crimes. Look for it... Um, Highlighted, whatever, you'll find it. Just, you know, spend some time on the site, earthwalk-usa.com. I'll be back in about five days, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about what kids are going through emotionally and with the medications that are being prescribed because of this, which are going to destroy our children if you keep letting it happen. This is Raina G. Please spread the word. Email this. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. We're out there. Um, get it going, and I will be back in a few days. Thanks for listening.